Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode. I hope you're having a nice week. I thought maybe let's start off a little bit differently today and just take a breath together to just slow down and come back to this present moment a little bit. So if you can, wherever you are, close your eyes. If you can't close your eyes, keep them open, obviously, if you're driving a car or something. But just close your eyes and let's take a deep breath in through our nose and let it go through your mouth. Let your shoulders relax. Let your stomach relax, your face, your forehead, and open your eyes. Here we are. So a bit of a different episode again, apart from the the breathing thing, is that I am recording from my bedroom in my Airbnb in Mallorca. So you may have seen on my Instagram stories that I... I got to Mallorca. I got here with my boyfriend four days ago and we're here for the full month. So we're basically trial trialing out this remote working life. This is sort of a test run to see how it is, especially because my boyfriend has a full-time job. He's employed at a fairly large company. So we're just trying out, see how it works for him. It's kind of easy for me because with my work, I can literally work anywhere, but we're trying it out. We're here for the month. We've got our cute little Airbnb. It's so cute. Uh, in this small town called Valdemosa in Mallorca and it is literally the cutest town I'm not joking I, I can't even express it enough it is the most cute town beautiful town or village I've ever seen it is so well kept and pristine but has still has such character like all over the houses the streets they have just like pot plants with cute flowers and plants in them everywhere like all along the walls along the floor it's so pretty and yeah it's just been so nice already just exploring the town each lunchtime or in the morning or the evening we kind of just walk around and it's it's like a maze this little town so we're just like weaving in between all the streets finding all these cute just details like everywhere I've already taken hundreds of photos it is just so cute um, and then we got a car, so we are going to explore the island as much as we can. It's actually a pretty big island, um, roughly like two meters across, uh, sorry, two hours driving across and upwards and downwards. So definitely a lot to explore. I kind of wish we had more time because there's so many things to do. To do. Everything like water sports, snorkeling, boat rides, hiking, just and, and then like so many cute villages to explore as well. So I'm very excited. I feel like I've got a new lease on life. I kind of needed it. I was feeling, I would say like a month or so, maybe a little less of just like, you know when you feel a bit stagnant, a bit like low motivation in life in general. I was kind of in that place. And this is just this perfect refresh that I feel like I needed. Plus, it doesn't hurt that, you know, the weather here is better than it is in London. So kind of extending summer as much as we can that's the goal so 
I'm excited. Definitely going to be coming out with some more fresh kind of content as well on Instagram because obviously I'm not just recording everything. Reels, all that kind of stuff. Stories from my office in London. So there's going to be some different backgrounds, different vibe. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. But the main thing is I'm still here to support you guys. So all my courses are still there. I'm still here answering all my DMs. I'm still working. It's not like a holiday for the whole month. So I'm here for you guys. Always there to help you get out of that horrible cycle. Binge, diet, hating your body, wasting your brain power on this shit. So I'm here for you. Anything you ever need, DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. That is my life update at the moment. Now, two questions I want to dig into, go into in more depth here. You guys asked me them on my story the other day. I answered them briefly, but I just want to go into a bit more detail. It may be things that you guys are struggling with too or have questioned. So let's get on into it. First question, do you think you would have been, you would be as happy if your set point weight was higher than it is now? And this is such a great question. It's definitely something I have thought to myself quite a bit. In fact, there are definitely times, quite often, um, I'd say like multiple times a week where I remind myself, like if I'm if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling good, look in the mirror, and I remind myself, and you would feel this way too if you were a different weight, if you weighed more. Like, I don't want to, if I'm feeling good, I don't want to reinforce that that's because of, like, my weight or something. I want it just because, in like, internally, I'm just feeling good, and there's something about myself that I'm liking right now, and I just... I do purposeful work to not reinforce that I'm feeling good because of my thinness. So that's something that I definitely I definitely think about a lot. And the obvious answer is I literally don't know if I would be as happy because my set point weight is what it is. So I can't say, I can only speculate. If I was to speculate, I would say, very honest answer, I think it would be harder initially to be as happy um, because obviously my body weight right now fits this thin ideal that society has. This thin ideal that's so glorified that the thing that always pops in my mind is the, the classic of like, is she fashionable or is she just skinny? Those, I don't know if you guys have seen those TikToks or memes where it's like Gigi Hadid or Kendall Jenner and they're like, is she actually a style icon or is she just skinny? Where it, it's just that this thin ideal is so glorified that someone can wear the most basic outfit and you'd still be like, oh my gosh, she's so stylish. But really, it's just because she fits this thin ideal and we glorify that so much. We glorify it so much that someone can wear a white tank top and some jeans and we're like, oh my god, she's like style icon. So, as I said, honest answer, I think it would be harder initially to be as happy because we're living in this fat phobic world that prefers, glorifies this thin ideal and I'm basically at that thin ideal. Now, something I, that I did think about when I was formulating this answer for the, that story, the person who asked it, was, so when I met my boyfriend uh, about, let's say, three, three and a half years ago or something, I don't know, <laughs> um, I, at that time, weighed eight kilos more than I do now. And I had been really, like, stuck at that weight up and down like three, four kilos for um, maybe like two years before that point. And then before then, it, it had been up from 
even more, like another 15 kilos. So I'd, I had got it forcefully down, like 15 kilos. And then I was stuck at this one place for a long time. And then I met my boyfriend. It kind of, um, it was a catalyst. Meeting him was a catalyst for a lot of change that happened in my life that also influenced my food and body relationship. So that's where my like true healing story really started to like kick off. From that point to where I am now, I lost those eight kilos and it was completely effortless. I did not plan for it, think about it, do anything to make it happen. It was just a side effect of not binging and working on my food relationship, even my exercise relationship as well. So lost those eight kilos. But the point I'm making is along that that whole time of losing the eight kilos, I um, felt content in my body the whole way through. If I had ended up, my set point weight was only one kilo less than that eight kilo loss or something. So let's say I only lost one kilo instead of eight. I think I would have still been as happy as I am now because at that time I also was content. I wasn't even thinking about my weight. I wasn't trying to change it. I wasn't thinking like, oh, I can't wear these clothes or I wish I could be skinny to wear that thing or whatever it is. So I think if my set point weight was within that range at all, I would have been fine. Above that, I cannot say because I never experienced feeling okay in my body. I was in such a bad place mentally, emotionally. My food relationship was all over the place, binging so extremely that there was no space for me to even feel okay with my body. Like I never even thought that it was a possibility. I never tried. I had such blinders on thinking that like it was just impossible like this is there's no question can't feel happy at that weight anything above it must change it right now like it was my sole focus in life that I had to change it so I never experienced feeling okay in actually you know what as I'm just as I'm speaking this thing pops to mind I did experience feeling okay in my body at a weight above those 8 kg but it was so momentary it was, I, th- I might, have, might have mentioned this story before, but it was when I was working on a farm in California and I was probably near, near like my highest weight, which was 20 kilos-ish more than I am now. And I was just having the time of my life. I was working on this farm and there were no mirrors. There was nothing reminding me of just like beauty standards because we were all working in the dirt we were all wearing baggy t-shirts and like no makeup hair and a ponytail it was just very back to basics and I was having the time of my life had this summer fling it was all good times eating like really delicious food picked right from the earth and I remember that time feeling pretty free in my body pretty content that I guess was proof that it would have been possible if I'd somehow really identified like what it was there that allowed me to feel that and if I could have extrapolated that into my normal life living back in a city or yeah just try to like expand that further and not leave that behind as soon as I left the farm basically I can't say for sure how I would have felt if my set point weight was higher I have noticed that no matter my weight and maybe you relate to this too but no matter my weight there's always something that I seem to find to focus on, to nitpick at, to find a flaw in, something that I need to change. I can hardly remember a time in my life, there's so few times, where I would have had no answer if you would ask me, 
is there anything you would change about your body? I don't think there's ever been a time where I would have been like, nope, all good, like, happy with it, it's all good, like, satisfied, don't need to cut my body open, don't need to inject anything into my body, don't need to lose any weight. I don't know if I could have ever said that. So even if my set point weight might have been higher or lower, whatever it would have been, I think I would have always found something to focus on. What I do want to acknowledge, though, is I think it is harder living in a bigger body in this society. It's like living life on a harder level than living in a thinner body. It's just a fact that there is fat phobia and discrimination. People are treated differently when they're in bigger bodies, whether it's discrimination in finding a job, in getting promoted in a job, in um, medicine, like how doctors treat you, in dating, in making friends, like it is harder. And so yes, maybe in a thinner body, you still have insecurities, I still have insecurities, but it's a harder level being in a bigger body because you, you have that extra thing. You're in a bigger body, people literally can treat you differently. Not everyone, but people do. Plus, on top of that, you could have other like specific insecurities like a thinner person would as well. So I just want to like fully acknowledge that because I think sometimes people in thinner bodies are like, yeah, but I have it hard too. And that is true, like definitely not invalidating that. I definitely have tough times. I know so many women I've worked with have really hard times, no matter the weight. But I think it's like, it would be very ignorant to say that it's as tough as it is in a bigger body. That's my take. Maybe yours is different, but I think we literally are in living in a society where bigger bodied people are treated differently in certain situations by certain people that thin people just don't experience. Um, it's Yeah, there's thin privilege. So if I had been at a higher set point weight, yes, I can do all that inner work and feel totally fine within myself with my body and just feel like, yeah, this is just my body. Like, it's the least important thing about me. It's more about how I feel all those things but at the end of the day other people externally might treat you in a certain way which sucks and all you can do is just as much as you can realize that it's not it's not personal it's nothing to do with you and it's their own issues it's their own projections being put onto you which sucks and it is unfair to close off I think yes I couldn't know for sure what my answer would be I suspect it would be harder even if I did all the inner work on myself, at the end of the day, other people could, would potentially treat you differently than I would have been at my current set point weight. So that's my answer there. I'm gonna pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that. Then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. 
Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. The next question that someone asked was, how do I feel sexy in my body as it is? I'm struggling with that. And my biggest tip for this, it's something I'm actually working on myself with a specific insecurity I have. I'll get to that in a second. My biggest tip is expanders. So finding other people who have a similar body type to yours that you think are sexy, that you see this like sex appeal in some way, however that is, whether it's the way they look, their vibe, their intelligence, their power, their status, their lifestyle, all those things. Like, can you see people who look similar to you where you're just like, fuck, she's like, she's sexy, he's sexy, whatever it is. Get so much proof that it's possible for you to see that body as sexy. Because yeah, maybe other people are like, oh, duh, like your body is so hot, you're so sexy. But it's about you finding those examples where you truly feel like they have sex appeal. And that's proof that you can too in this body as well. That's my first tip. And actually, as I mentioned, like I'm working on that with an insecurity currently. That is with my small boobs. It is an ongoing thing that I'm always working on. Um, it really occurred to me the other day. So I was doing some, I was doing some work on this and I was coming up with my list of expanders of people who have small boobs that I think are sexy in whatever way. And part of that work that I was doing was also retracing where this feeling first came from of not feeling enough with small boobs and it was so eye-opening it was really emotional actually to see just how far it went back and like how many painful experiences or examples I have of like my teenage brain or even child's brain taking note and realizing how more desirable bigger boobs would be like I just had this filter on so early in life where I just had so many examples and then like confirmation bias that I hardly had any examples of the contrary of examples of like women with small boobs being seen as so desirable especially by men it was really eye-opening like one example was when I was like 12 and my boobs were still so tiny and they weren't round like my boobs are still not round and I remember saying to my mom like we were walking home from dinner one night and I just broke down into tears and I was like when are my boobs gonna grow like when are they gonna not be so like pointy or whatever (laughs) like they weren't round and I was so upset and troubled and because all my friends they all had big boobs already and they were round and everything and my mom was just trying to console me and everything and they'll grow they'll grow and I just it really stuck with me like I remember exactly where we were and how I was feeling then there was another thing that really came to mind and that was it was silly but it it made a big impact in my teenage years again when I was about 14 and we were watching a Shakespeare movie in English class like some like reenactment of the novel I think it was the 12th night and one of the actresses had small boobs and all the guys in the class, all the cool guys, were saying like, ew, she's so fugly, she's disgusting, like she's so 
flat. It's like she's like a man. Like, ooh, this is gross. And they they were so they said such strong words towards her body and her small boobs, and it stuck with me again so much. I and as I explored more, I just like found so many examples of like experiencing even like directly from guys saying things to me. So much emotion came out of that. And something really interesting, actually, that you can try as well. Um, I found it quite fun to do was if you can retrace similar to what I did, like those first moments, those times when this feeling got triggered within you of lack of acceptance, not feeling enough, all those things around some insecurity on your body, rewrite that story, rewrite the emotions connected to it. So it was almost like, I went back and imagined it go going slightly differently. For example, with the one with my asking my mom, like, when are my boobs going to get bigger? It wasn't her reassuring me they'll get bigger or like, oh, it's all okay. It was her saying something like, maybe this is like the size they'll be and that's perfectly fine. You know, that actually suits your frame better or whatever, like, because you're so, because at the time I was like super sporty. She's like, because you're so sporty. Maybe, you know, it's this is, it's meant for you to have this kind of boob because it's easier to do all the running you want to do or whatever. It was like spinning it in a way that was just allowing me to feel like, oh, actually, it's okay to be just as I am. So I basically went through like all these different story narratives that I had in my head, all these like memories and rewrote them, feeling an emotion of like relief and, oh, it's okay. I can actually be just as I am and that's perfectly fine. So that could also be another thing to try to feel more sexy in your body as it is. What were those times where you start to get this idea that you're not sexy in your body? What's all the proof? And how can you, first of all, find expanders to people that prove that you actually can feel sexy in your body to debunk this story that you have, that for some reason you can't feel sexy in your body as it is. And then go back, find where it all started, all those those little moments feel the feelings and rewrite it. Give yourself that feeling that you actually needed in that moment. It all comes from from within. It's you allowing yourself to feel the emotions of, actually, I'm completely fine as I am. I don't need to change anything. And maybe I actually am sexy in this body. So that's my tip on that. And actually, one other thing would be to do things that make you feel sexy. So sometimes, you know, we're looking in the mirror and we're like, ugh, like this body, ew, it's just not sexy. I need to do something about this. I would be so much sexier if I was or if I looked X, Y, Z. But how can you do things that make you feel sexy? It might be hard, as I said, to, to look in the mirror and see yourself as sexy. Doing, taking those, those actions can really, really help. And it's just little moments. Maybe it's, you know, once a week or once a month, some artsy kind of nude photo of you just for you that looks like really sexy, like a Renaissance photo or painting or something. Maybe it's just as simple as a color that you wear that you feel like peps you up, that makes you feel a bit sexier. Maybe the way you do your hair. Maybe it's just the way you dance on your own in your room or with someone. Maybe it's masturbating, like being with your body in a sexy way and seeing how fucking sexy your body is. How can you feel sexy in your body? First of all, without even needing a mirror. So like, forget about looking in the mirror and seeing something sexy. How can you feel sexiness within? 
move towards then later like if you can get that initial feeling of sexy from within then yeah you can like level up and like see in the mirror someone sexy but I would start off by doing things that make you feel sexy also being aware that you're not always 100% of the time going to feel sexy no one does I bet even like the hottest supermodels in the world don't feel sexy all the time so remember that like give yourself grace it's just about moments of like sexiness and then all those other moments can be filled with other things you can focus on other things you can focus on like loving doing service your work exploring having adventure fun play and then there's pockets of sexiness but it doesn't have to be all the time that's just unrealistic expectations and of course you're not going to feel sexy because you're expecting to feel sexy all the time unrealistic so do what you can to get proof that you can feel sexy in this body other people who look similar to you are fucking sexy you can also be fucking sexy do things that make you feel sexy in your body okay gonna wrap it up there as always dm me on instagram any questions you have that you want me to like dive into in depth here on the podcast i'll also answer them on instagram anyway but just to know the the door is always open so give me those questions that's it from me today i will be with you guys again next week don't forget to rate and review and don't forget to remember that you're a sexy motherfucking bitch (laughs) see you guys next week and that's the scoop for today i hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback. And let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast, because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you next time.